0: It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series featuring interviews of the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording this show out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, I'm in the studio with Brian Mazzaferi, Paki Lenholm, Hari Rao, Chad Van Dam, and Bill Procopo of I Fight Dragons in support of their debut full-length Kaboom. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, going good, man. <laughs> wow, man? Thank, yes. thank you so much for coming up. Oh, thanks for having yeah. us. Our uh, pleasure. I was just talking about this with Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping at Last, another Chicago artist, and... Same thing when he was in here. You guys are a group who, before I had you on the podcast tonight, we I supported you guys on Local 101. And Q101, you were a band that Chris Payne interviewed many times. So it's very cool to have you here on my show after you already did the big million-person listener show as well. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming up. Our pleasure. Yeah, sure, it's our sure. pleasure. I want to talk about the record, everything you guys have going on. It's a very busy time for the band. But uh, you know, how has the year been for you guys, first of all?
1: You know, it's been a it's been a crazy thing because we spent so much of this year. I mean, almost right from the beginning in January, we went in the studio, and that was like the first thing we did this year was go down to Nashville, and we were there for a couple months doing tracking for the album, and then you know there was some downtime and then some mixing for the album so so much of this year has been about recording that it's been really exciting um to now switch into kind of touring and performing mode uh and stuff like that especially because when we started you know we were just performing all the time all the time and it's been sort of a, a different change of pace to to be so much about making the album for the past year uh and exciting to kind of go back and you know start rocking out again
0: yeah cuz there was a long time like I mentioned bringing you guys on local one there's a lot of there was a long period where I was seeing your name every month in the <laughs> listings and it was like I'm like Chris you know Chris Payne we should, let's bring i fight dragons on again you know like they're just out there doing things so yeah I imagine it would be a little bit of a change of pace to kind of be in the studio for the whole year and not as visible kind of on the on the, you know, like the live music scene.
1: Yeah, well and especially the, you know, kind of A and R process having, you know, having signed with the label, we've got other people that are involved in the album process. And that was, you know, something that we were all new to as well. And, you know, even just for the album, there were over sixty songs that uh oh my gosh. that we wrote for the album. And that's like, you know, I'm I'm not a fast songwriter either it just tends to be but but it was something where it's like it was a crazy process and in, in a lot of ways it was important to be tougher on ourselves than we uh, had ever been before about really kind of being having to go to bat for the songs that, that we really feel strongly about that needed to be on the album and you know in the end it was it's kind of been gratifying because we we made exactly the album we wanted to like there's there's not a track on there i mean you know speaking for us we've talked about this a lot just like it's kind of amazing that there's not a track on this album that we feel like we had to compromise and like oh well the you know the label wanted us to put this track on or this or that like there, there were tra- i'm not gonna lie there's tracks like that that we worked on um there's one <laughs> track that i wrote uh 18 different versions of but in the end you know i, I had to level with them and be like I, I don't think, you know, this is it. It's not, it's just not it. And and they were okay with that. And so every song that's on there is one that we were really passionate about to begin with.
0: You brought up a lot I want to touch on in the interview. And, you know, for people who are listening, the record is out now, you know, Kaboom. And that's mm-hmm. your debut full length, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. I Thank mean, that's, <laughs> it's, it's great that it's out. <laughs> talk about, and I, you just did a little bit, but talk about the creation of this record. Like how long, you mentioned going into the studio and, in January, but like how long have some of these songs been in the works? A long time. Ago. I mean, well,
1: there's a there's a couple songs on the record, two songs that are from earlier EPs of ours, uh that we well only one that was on an earlier EP and one that was on a re-release. So we we've been thinking about this record since two thousand nine practically, because it was, you know, we released our first EP and then in most of two thousand nine we kind of spent playing shows, but by the end of two thousand nine we were already thinking about, you know, what what our follow-up was gonna be in a recording sense, and uh and it was a long process. I mean, there's there's a couple songs on here that are actually from you know then from 2009. But it's been a long range, you know, in terms of then there's songs that were from that we were were written a month before we went in the studio. You know, like pretty close up to to when we were already scheduled to go in there. But it, it's just been a long. <laughs> a long process and, and a long, you know, and I think it is for anybody when you're working with a label or with anyone that's going to have a vested commercial interest <laughs> in your music. You've got to, there's got to be some kind of communication there.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. For all of us, I, Brian had touched on it before that, that the type of the R process and all that is something that we've never had, faced before. And it had its frustrations and it felt like things were going so slowly having to deal with, these back and forths about what what they like, what we like, what, you know, what's getting, striking a good balance, finding the best collection of songs, you know, from what we've got, and. In the end, it was it and like Brian had also said, it was very rewarding and, and we ended up with a great record, you know, in my opinion. But there were times where we're like what what are we even doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, it felt like nothing was happening and you know, like he had said, we're not we weren't out there invisible and you know felt like we weren't doing anything. But right. when you when you look back and listen to the record, it's like oh yeah, this is what we were doing. <laughs> wow. You know, this is what this is what takes bands so long sometimes to to get the records out. So uh, And I
1: feel like creatively it for all of and we've talked a lot about this, like it, it feels like it was worth the amount of time we put into it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really something that I think we're all just incredibly proud of and feel like is sums up exactly where we're at and what we want to be doing and what we want to be saying and how we want to be saying it, and it's just like, I know we're all excited to, you know, we've started to play some of these songs live, uh, you know, in the past year and as we've been touring a little bit, and it's just been, the reaction's have been awesome from fans, and
0: uh, yeah, I
1: mean, it's been a long time coming and a lot of work, and, and in a creative sense, I feel like it's, it all... Has really paid off in terms yeah. of it. It made us really the, the biggest thing that I keep coming back to is we really had to stick to our guns and really had to defend. There's nothing on there that was like, oh yeah, I think that'd be a good song. It, it is like, like, no, didn't no, no. Like
0: cash on any of your singles, or <laughs> right. <anything. laughs> yeah,
1: right? There's no, uh, there's no Kesha guesting. We right. had to cut that one. It's like you're and, gonna uh, do this ludicrous
0: <laughs> collab and it's gonna be great and mm-hmm. it's just it's such a good fit for your music. Uh, <laughs> you know, something you you're talking about is it's so familiar. You know, for a band. And I I hear this a lot from Chicago bands I've talked to, where their first record, the songs date back years, kind of like to the start of the band, and it becomes this long uphill process. And for some bands, it's like, finish it. And then two years later, it's just getting released. So it's like, everything you're saying is so familiar. (laughs) I think it's, it's kind of a universal thing that, you know, bands... And and out of Chicago, I think, really go through with their first record. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there were definitely moments where I was realizing that all of those stereotypes <laughs> about the Our things that they go reason. through, yeah. they make perfect sense, they exist, they're the real thing and it's easy to write those things off when you're not going through them or when you think that you're gonna somehow yeah. rise above them or like get past them or, yeah, or circumvent them, circum- them. We're right. special. Yeah, we're special. We're gonna do this way different. We got this covered. It's like nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: Well but I mean I feel but, like that that's an important thing too because it, it is a lot how you react to a lot of these sort of stereotypical situations that you find yourself in. And I feel like when it comes to like the creative decisions that have needed to be made, that's one area where I, I do feel like a lot of times people get bullied into making stuff that they're not yeah. necessarily as comfortable with, and I'm really happy to say that that never happened for us in terms of everything on there and everything we're putting out is something that we stand behind 100%.
3: One of the one of the highlights for me for making the album was working with the producer, Matt Mahaffey, yeah. uh, who, who produced the album. He's just such a badass, uh, and it was pretty awesome to, to just be a part of his work and work with him. Brian wrote a bunch of songs with him that are on the album. Uh, I mixed the album with him, and, and Brian and him and I produced it. And we're all just super pumped because he's just a dope dude, and we learned a lot from that. And that was a really exciting time when we spent in Nashville yeah. recording and uh, making the album.
2: That was another part of it too. Is that uh, working with Matt, especially from a creative and musical mm-hmm. standpoint, helped us kind of uh, become more self-actualized and become this, the a more strengthened version of ourselves. You know, so that was that was great to uh, experience and feel like it set us on a on a good path.
1: Yeah, I mean, because everything up till now, we we put out our first EP on our own, and then we put out another EP sort of while we were waiting because this took so long. We had you know a handful of songs that we just sort of recorded and put out in a quick fashion, and Bill and and I had produced all of that ourselves. So we had never worked with an outside producer and that especially Matt I think we were really lucky and well, we searched pretty hard but also it was such a great fit and and to just have him as a sounding board and as a I mean as a producer, you know, in in the true sense of the word kind of guiding uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. Like I think Packy put it really well. Helped us kind of self-actualize, you know, a lot of the things the ideas that we were exploring when starting the band, because it it's not as it's not really a straightforward concept uh, musically. Uh, you know, there's not already ground rules for what we're doing.
0: No, absolutely, and I, and I want to talk about the sound in just a second. But another topic that I had on my list that you already touched on, you mentioned feedback, and I know you've mm. you've had a handful of tracks from the record that have hit various sites online that have been posted here and there. You know, like what kind of feedback have you gotten to this material so far? I know that the record is brand new out. But Mm -hmm. I know people have heard at least a couple of these songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, so far the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Like, and it's funny too because you know, to be honest, like I mentioned, we put out our uh, an a second EP called "Welcome to the Breakdown." Sort of while we were still working on the album, we just took a month and did that, and that was sort of a weird experience in that we it wasn't you know, fully committed because they were songs that didn't make the album that we liked, but, uh, and it's been really cool. I think, I feel like for the first time since the band started almost, because we started by putting out our first EP, we're really releasing stuff that we feel like is, you know, the cutting edge of what we can do, and and the reaction has been really positive, I feel like. I don't know, it's, you <laughs> yeah, know, we're, yeah. uh, and, and in terms of the, you know, the radio play we've been getting, it's been really, really great reaction from where it's been played, and, yeah, I mean, it's just been really cool. I've, I've, people have been really supportive and, uh, and you know, on Facebook and all, all kinds of other spots where stuff's growing. And it's, that's really exciting.
0: Now, what kind of radio play have you been getting? Because I know one thing I heard a lot personally was after Q101 went off, people are like, well, where are local bands going to get supported? But when I think about it, there's online radio, there's mm-hmm. podcasts, not just this one, but there, there's dozens of podcasts, hundreds of podcasts, millions. And, you know, and, and there's services like Facebook, there's blogs. Mm-hmm. So, like, what kind of radio and other outlets were kind of coming to support i saw an article on wired about the new video yeah. for example
1: <laughs> yeah i mean non-traditional outlets have been super super supportive of us and that's been just really cool i mean we we got a, a nice write-up in alternative press
0: yeah i've, I've seen them write about you guys they, yeah, they've
1: been super supportive of us i mean you know it's it's so we were all really bummed when q101 went <laughs> off the air because they you know you guys have been so supportive and and everyone there and chris uh and that was so cool but actually the terrestrial radio station that is playing us is uh ktcl in denver which is an awesome awesome alternative station they actually you know and you can stream them online and everything i know a lot of us do because it's Mm -hmm. like oh it's so cool to just listen and when we're in when we're there obviously we listen to them as well but they're that's a really cool station that supports up-and-coming bands but it's it's been tough in Chicago, you know, because I feel like—and don't get me wrong, there's still XRT is is awesome, but it's it's different, you know, it's a different. I think take across on. the
0: board on all sides of the music and media landscape, I think everything is just kind of shifting, and yeah. old outlets and channels that we grew up—I mean, we grew up watching music videos on right. TV—and <laughs> how crazy does that sound now? So. <laughs> But it doesn't mean that you can't watch music videos now. It's just YouTube. So I think, you know, we might get to a point where we're going to tell our kids like, I used to listen to music on the radio, and they'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" (laughs) I used, we used to wait.
2: (laughs) <laughs> hours on end to see a video that we might that we would want to see.
0: Yeah, you, you, you couldn't just type it into YouTube, and if you wanted to hear a song on Q101, you had to wait until they played it. Mm-hmm. Call mm-hmm. in and all this stuff. Now You're it's like,
3: like also, a yeah. uh, WNC's program, Local Chaos, yeah. is uh, pretty oh, yeah, popular, yeah. and cool. they've had us in the studio a few times and sh- shows us some support. Which uh, which station
0: yeah. is there? Which college is there? Uh, North Central College, North uh, Central uh, College, yeah. I know I've seen those call letters so. You know, I wanted to talk about the music. I Fight Dragons in general. Like, what kind of misconceptions do people have? Because I, I suspect that there are many. You know, like, I see the label Chipcore a lot. Is that something that you guys kind of, like, embrace? Or is that something that people have just thrown on the band?
1: I, I guess I'm kind of backwards uh, for most musicians in this sense. I don't mind labels and categories and stuff. I, I love them, but, you know, that's kind of maybe a weird thing because I feel like we are in so many different categories and we don't quite necessarily fit. But I like, anytime someone calls us something, I'm like, oh, great, like, I love being a part, like, you know, when, <laughs> when they consider us, you know, with you know, as chip rockers with kind of Anamanaguchi or that stuff, it's like, great awesome or kind of nerd music with that scene we've played nerdapalooza down in orlando florida a couple times that's an awesome scene and we're like happy to be considered part of that you know and when people are like you're kind of nerd rock like weezer or something like that we're like awesome cool i love to be weezer. In. yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. so it's it's funny it's just like because yeah we, we do having nintendo sounds or chiptune you know in our music it's, it's a unique thing that is going to be interpreted how people are going to interpret it. And it's funny the way that lots of different people who like our music might like it for different reasons and, and different...
2: Yeah, I'm kind of rambling. but uh, <laughs> as, far as, as far as misconceptions, mm-hmm. the main one that I ever hear about is that, and this is, I guess, before people really hear us, but they hear about us, and they think that we're a video game band. Like, we're covering... Yeah we're either covering Nintendo songs or that we're sampling the actual games, the music from the games. <laughs> right. But it's like, it's just that little, it's a twist on that. It's not because we're not. Because we're, yeah, we're using. There's
1: great bands that do that.
2: <laughs> right, of course, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mini bosses, Mini bosses, advantage. yeah, advantage, uh-huh. yeah, definitely. So there's a whole scene of that, but uh, it's different for us because we're using the hardware to make, to write our own music on and use those sounds, but there's no, it's not like a direct video game yeah, we've, we've gotten so. the
1: question in the interviews a couple times, which is like, which video game did you pull for this song? <laughs> We're like, yeah. no, we, did, we didn't sample what video Sonic game. is this from? <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Like, what right. game is that from? It's not from a game. <laughs> which Zelda? <He> wrote it. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, one of those things that struck me about the record, I as I was listening to it, and a lot of the songwriting, a lot of the, the songs on Kaboom, they do really go beyond, I'm just going to use the chipcore label as an example, you know, a track like Disaster Hearts. It's kind of a more vulnerable sound. It sounds something like if there weren't the video game elements of that, that could be on the radio. I'm not saying it couldn't be on the radio, but it could be something <laughs> you would hear on the radio and you wouldn't think twice about. You know, Thanks. So was it a conscious decision to kind of like expand into kind of a wider sound? I mean, especially if you had like 60 songs, I would imagine you would cover <laughs> a lot of ground with this record.
3: I think it was mainly just an, an effort to pick the the favorite songs and, and, and the stuff, the the songs that worked best as songs and then assemble them together. And just the stuff that we liked the best and that stuck with us the most
1: yeah from from a sonic aspect also you know i think our biggest mission and that matt mahaffey was sort of most instrumental in helping us with is how do we integrate the chiptune is to be more a part of the sound like the analogy that we kept using was on our first uh, couple eps the chiptune was was kind of the the garnish the dressing it was you know something that was put on top of the songs to give it some extra flavor or spice and that's I mean, it's partly a, just a fact of that's how, you know, we were making rock songs and then putting chiptune in because we didn't quite know what it was going to turn out as. But with this, it was kind of cool to approach it directly saying like, no, the chip tune is another main instrument here, you know, it's. Part of the meat and potatoes, is part of the entree, and uh, and that was Matt's analogy that we that kind of drove us as we went through, which which was really cool to be like, yeah, that we do chip tune, but it's not, uh, especially on this album, the goal was not to try and make it a you know a gimmick or or something that was like you know just trying to do some chip tune for the sake of having bleeps and bloops. It was like, no, we want to use that sonic palette to enhance the songs, but not necessarily always have to be like, look, there's chip tune here. Look, we're making video game music.
0: That was that was something that struck me. It does not beat you over the head with it it's something that again if it was something on in the background you might not even know it was i fight dragons you'd be like who's this rock band you know so it's definitely present in the albums present in the songs but it does not beat you over the head with it like we're nintendo you know like so i i thought that that was pretty awesome um cool thanks especially since we're kind of on the subject of how you create some of this. Talk about the I Fight Dragons tutorial series, kind of like what you're trying to accomplish with this and, and what motivated it, whether it was just kind of enough misunderstandings about what you're doing or what.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it, it's, it was a double motivation. I think one was there were a lot of misunderstandings, so that that was one aspect. But another was there's just a lot of people who have asked us, you know, how we do, uh, how we make Chiptune and how... You know, the various ways in which we make it, because we also take it one step beyond what a lot of people who make Chiptune just sort of make it in the Game Boy or in whatever um, system they use. And that's that. But we we also do for our live shows. You know, we program the samples out into controllers and use them as live instruments. So there's a lot of sort of layers of what we do that a lot of people have asked us many times <laughs> how it works. And and it was something that we thought, especially you know, as we're putting out the album and, and touring more, we thought it'd be fun. And Bill and I I know had talked about this for a while. And Bill's you know um, gonna probably do some mixing tutorials in there as well because you know Bill mixed the record with Matt, and and just some other stuff that we like to teach and share and and stuff like that too and I I feel
3: like that's... Teaching helps us learn too. Yeah, (laughs) well...
1: And then you that's have an true. answer
3: when
0: people keep asking you the same question. Yeah, apart like over you can check it out, and, and we can be like,
3: just go to this
0: website. Yeah, I'll tell you. Everything. I'm not going to talk to you about this. Go to the internet. Yeah. I have a Whoa. QR code on my hand.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Just scan just Scan, it in. It. scan it's the, the hand.
1: hand. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: Um, that's like the 21st century. Talk to the hand. Yeah, it is. Scan the hand. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, actually a really badass idea to get a QR code tattoo in your palm. <laughs>
1: Except you always have to have that website updated. Yeah, you have to.
2: That's, uh, that's it, needs, another, it needs
1: to be like
3: a launching portal. Sure.
2: There's another yes. you have to add on your, your GoDaddy fees. <laughs> <laughs> Hand,
1: hand-inscribed up. QR code. I also would just as an as a addendum to that, I feel like making any kind of music or, or art or whatever today there's got to be an aspect of collaboration and and people making music for themselves because so many people do and and so many consumers of music are also creators of music and that's been like a really fun thing for us to explore kind of on our street team advanced guard website and some other places is to just like try and give as many tools as possible to people who like our music for them to create things on their own and it's been just a really really cool kind of dialogue and community that. That that co creation has been able yeah. to build.
2: Yeah, because uh, and on top of that, it's just it's just fun to engage with fellow sound recording yeah. music tech nerds and, <laughs> and all of them anyway. And they turn us and people who we share our, our stuff with turn us on to other yeah I mean, uh, artists there's or pieces out there actually. So.
3: <laughs> so yeah, so
2: we get you know it's it's a it, it definitely goes both ways because we get people that say hey check these guys out or check out this piece of gear you know. Yeah. And that kind of opens us up to some other possibilities and things, too. So
0: Something I was thinking about um, when I was driving in on the way to the interview, because, you know, I've, I've known about you guys for a while. I've seen all the images online, been aware of I Fight Dragons for a couple of years. I was thinking about this and I was like, you know what? I keep seeing all these ads lately for the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, you know what? They totally stole your look. Have you guys considered like taking legal action against CBS or anything like that? <laughs> Been like, we own the superhero t shirt, dude. <laughs> if only that were true. If we had a copyright on wearing superhero t shirts, we'd,
2: we'd, we'd be rolling in the dough. <laughs> we would need to be put out this crappy record. Or, uh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm that, kidding, that of course. It
1: was
3: manufactured just for our image. Yeah. Yes. And it's a great record. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great show, though. <laughs> it's it's funny. well, but I don't know. I like that show, and a lot of people, I feel like, who like that show. I feel like there's a there's this thing happening, which is the rise of the casual geek, where yeah. it's like you don't have to be somebody who views yourself as a total outsider to be a geek. You know, And that's been really cool to sort of like people connecting with each other and, and bringing sort of all aspects of focused culture, you know, in, in deep culture into more mainstream avenues. Which so many
0: people really cool. are into geek culture and they don't realize it now. You yeah, have People who mm-hmm. on Facebook and Twitter, I see all these people excited for The Walking Dead. And I'm like, <laughs> you do know that's a that's comic really
1: book. That's really geeky. You know,
0: or, or they get excited about Iron Man. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. do know that that's... So all these people who are like, why would I read a comic <laughs> book? But I can't wait to watch... Walking Dead and Iron Man, right. And right? Thor, and it's like, yeah. What do you think that is? They're like, did you know that there's this Avengers
1: thing where it's all the the superheroes coming together? They put all them
0: together. Did I you guys know about this? I think they created this for the movie. I think it's brand new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fight dragons you guys have a show coming up uh kind of later on this winter but it's not really that far off december 17th at metro and that's the start of the kaboom um release tour correct the end of the tour oh that's the end of the tour yeah we're wrapping it
1: up with a big chicago show
0: nice doing the hometown yeah and and metro and i know you guys have played metro before is this your first time headlining or have you headlined metro previously
1: we've headlined before but it's uh it's been our first time basically in a long time because we've as we've been working on the album and stuff we just haven't had an emphasis on on playing out live so it's it's going to be really really exciting to, to get back there and play some of these new tunes and kind of our retooled setup in, in the metro because that's such a great venue
0: <laughs> absolutely and you know the record is out now it's called Kaboom people can grab that where's the best place for them to to get it I know you've got like bundles on your site where people can
1: sure ifidragons.com has like bundles with t-shirts and posters but any you know iTunes, uh, Amazon all those places are good is it too.
0: streaming on like services like Spotify it's and on Spotify yeah okay cool
1: RDO Mog, I think yeah, I believe as well.
0: So you have the record out, the tour happening over the fall and winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, where else does I Fight Dragons go from here now that you are ready to go out and be able to act on this album?
1: We're shooting some fun videos too, actually. Like there's there's a video for uh, the song "Crazies." off of our album that mm-hmm. uh, that we're actually shooting very very soon that should probably be out in uh, in November which is, is going to be really fun I don't want to spoil the premise but it's uh, it's what you think a video about a song called Crazies <laughs> might be about and we're we're actually probably going to be making a video for the geeks Will Inherit the Earth as well that should be fun kind of in between touring schedule we'll be shooting those and yeah I mean we're just going to be out on the road I mean we're already talking about next tours for early next year and and next summer that's kind of you know once we've been working so long on the album now we're just like all right Use get us out let's we're see free. Yeah. what can we yeah. Do yeah. tour and tour and tour yeah. We, yeah. we love we just did a little bit a little midwest tour in august which was just a few dates kind of denver down around the midwest and back chicago and it was so <laughs> fun it was such a tease <laughs> yeah it was so <laughs> good we were out there we were just like this is the best we you know this
2: we, is where we belong
1: you're like exactly. it's not chicago. a studio yeah. yes right. we we're right. like getting real people that we interact with not just computers Computers oh, are great, but computers and real people together. That's the pinnacle at last. That's yes. I yeah. fight dragons. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it.
0: <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming up on the podcast. It's been great to see all the work you've done over the years and really I'm really excited that your album is out now and you're gonna be able to go out and act on that and take it to the next level now that America is really ready for the <laughs> casual geek, you know, whether they realize it or not.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to iFight Dragons for being on the show this week. You can check out their new album, Kaboom, out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews to Company of Thieves, Skybox, Gemini Club, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the Ministry of the For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black and Dynasty Descent.